Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicalist. Today, within the Librocube, my friends, is her video games day. Once again, that is her video games day. Yay, that fact. Of course, we discuss video games. In this video games day, I have three of them, even. Hmm. Something I should say, though, before we hop right in, is that there will be spoilers most likely. Not a 100% chance of spoilers, but a very, very high chance. And the fact that I am warning of it at the top of every show, uh, I do believe means I cannot get in trouble for spoiling things. Yes, that's how that works. You say spoiler alert. You maybe even stress it with an announcement at the top of each show. And then uh, you're good to go. Good to go. GTG, sometimes I like to say. Just to cut down a bit. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, because that, my friends, is what makes me burp. No, that is what helps podcasts grow. Uh, I forgot to check yesterday, but I do believe I still need two more reviews in the Canadian iTunes store for my reviews to show up. You need five. I have three. Thank you to our neighbors to the south. Uh, by that, of course, I mean Mexicans. No, I mean Americans, uh, who have rated, uh, I think, almost 19 ratings. So very, very thankful for that, and I appreciate it very much so. So that will take us to the last piece of podcast-related business before we hop into our video games day, and that is today's sponsor. Mmm, because a quality, quality program such as this is obviously going to be sponsored. I don't even know why I'm stressing this fact that it's so obvious. It doesn't make any sense. I should just say the sponsor, which is the Deus Ex Machinarium Kart Racing League. Once again, today's sponsor is the Deus Ex Machinarium Kart Racing League. Thank you to you folks over there for sponsoring. Enjoy your kart racing. That's my sound of carts going by quickly. Pretty accurate, I do assume. Oh, uh, I wrote myself a little note just to brag about something. (laughs) Very, very rarely do I get to brag about anything in my life. However, occasionally, in the realm of video games, I will get for myself a Platinum Trophy on the PlayStation Network. A Platinum Trophy, if you are unfamiliar, is when you have completed a game to such a high degree 
you've collected every available trophy within it, so they give you the grand daddy of them all. Does that make sense? No. Anyways, the top tier of trophies, and that is your Platinum. Finally got mine in Skyrim. It was something to do with, I think, I should have had it. I've mentioned this on the podcast, I think, once or twice before that. Uh, I should have had my Platinum a long time ago, but one of my trophies would not pop for some reason. But then I bought the Skyrim Legendary Edition, which had all the DLCs on disc. Uh, And sort of as soon as I got that and uh, tried for this trophy for probably the goddamn tenth time, uh, it finally popped for me, and I was very, very happy. So I wrote it down and wanted to mention it. It was the trophy, just so you know, and maybe you have this problem as well. It was the trophy where you can become wanted in the various holds, the various regions of the game, and you have to be uh, have a wanted uh, level of a thousand gold, so there's got to be like a, a thousand gold placed on your head, dead or alive, uh, and you have to do that within each of the holds. Basically, it just means go around the entire map and kill a bunch of people, and it should pop, but it never did. And it always irked me, because I was always a one away. It's like with Dragon Age 2, I'm one trophy away. And unfortunately, it's the probably the most pain-in-the-ass trophy that you have to start at the beginning of the game and play the entire thing through and be extremely careful to not miss things trophy. Okay, no, I didn't mean to have so much trophy talk at the top of the show. Uh, I did plan to try, anyways, make the attempt, anyways, to get this done on my way to work. Uh, How am I able to do that when I have three full games to talk about? How is that even possible? Well, the truth is, uh, with each of these three games, I did not play them to their completion. Uh, That is something a professional video game reviewer would probably not do, or at the very least not admit. However... As I have said from time to time, I am not a professional video game reviewer, so if I don't feel like playing a game because I am not having fun, I will stop playing that game. You're not paying me to do this. I'm doing this for fun. If I'm not having fun, I don't do it. Folks, it is the eternal goal and striving towards-ness for shits and giggles that I am on. Yeah. Plus, all these games were free, so (laughs) I didn't feel bad not totally playing them. Free, by that I mean available if you are a PlayStation Plus member. Uh, I think we spoke last time that what I will do, or quite often do... Oh, get out of the way, Bert. Get out of the way, we have a deal. Okay. Um, Is buy a game. In, In this case, it was the Skyrim Legendary Edition. And then once sort of completed that, play all the PlayStation Plus games that had sort of built up in my queue because they release free games every week. Uh, And then I'm usually not too worried about those just in the sense that if I don't like them, I won't play through them because they were free. Uh, The first game was called Machinarium. Machinarium. It is sort of harkens back to your your old PC-style point-and-click adventure, which uh, I did have some fun with those back in the day, but uh, I think they're hard to keep me entertained and enthralled. This one, I will say, 
did a very, very good job of doing it for the most part. It is a very beautiful game. I think that's something that uh, is A, a must in these style of games, and B, well, I don't know if I'd go easy, but perhaps easier, just because quite often it is almost as if you will take a picture of a scene, and then within that scene you will be moving around, which, which means, I guess from the point of view of creating the game, that you won't have to create could focus on this one scene much much more easily and make it uh, very very beautiful this uh, it kind of has a, a destroyed beauty look to it oh very very reminiscent of the first whatever half or three quarters or whatever it was of the movie wally very very much felt like that uh right down to the fact that the character you play is a robot hmm. robot that does not talk either so there you go. There's actually no talking. It's all sort of done through kind of cartoony speech bubbles that will pop up. However, the speech bubbles that pop up will not have words. They will just have either pictures or short little animations. Very, very interestingly done. And uh, from the sort of artistic point of view, I would give this game 5 out of 5. Just uh, awesome to look at. And I think that's what kept me in as long as it did. Something else they did well... Uh, at least at first, but then sort of, to me, lost it a little bit, was their hint system. In point-and-click adventures, especially back in the day, quite often what you had to do was just so crazy and took such a leap in logic that it was virtually impossible to know what you had to do next without basically clicking on every single goddamn pixel in the entire game. So that was a pain in the ass. This one tries to eliminate it and does a somewhat successful job. Although, just on that note, I did reach a point where even the the clues that they that they do give you did not explain enough for me what I had to do. And I think I like to think that I'm a pretty smart guy, but uh, in this game, I just reached a point where I was stumped and didn't know what to do, and spent like a half an hour just wandering around trying to click on shit and combined shit, and, uh, it, it kind of reached the point where it stopped being fun. So uh, I, stopped, I stopped playing it. And another thing I, I kind of think of these games is that I would have, and maybe I'll do this, I would have probably just as much fun going on YouTube and watching someone play through this game as I would playing through it myself. I guess there's the element of solving puzzles and being like, oh yeah, I'm uh, pretty smart, I solved that puzzle. And uh, that de does definitely happen. However, it's that, it's that, and this is not something I'm making up, this is sort of a thing. It's a, it's called, I think it's called point-and-click logic. And within games like this, the quote-unquote logic quite often is just so bizarre that for you to decide how to solve certain puzzles, you'd have to be some sort of savant. Okay, so I should leave that behind because I'm getting close to work. I don't know if I'll be able to do this, but I will see what I can do to the next game called Deus Ex colon Human Revolution. So, is this part two of Deus Ex? No, I think there might have been another one in between there. Uh, Deus Ex was a game way, way, way back when. I think I had it for the PlayStation 2, if I do recall. 
Uh, it was huge, huge, huge back in the day. And I can look back on it somewhat fondly, although if this game is any indication, I don't think I would like to revisit the original. It's, it's not a bad game. It just is a play style in which I do not personally like. So I should preface that. Oh, I forgot to give my rating for Machinarium. Um, two to three out of five with, yeah, two to three out of five with a five out of five for art style. And music, too. Good, good music. Okay. Uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, okay, rating two out of five. I can see potentially people giving this a much higher rating. Huh. So that's my rating. Two out of five, but people may give this higher rating. I do weird ratings like that sometimes. Whatever. I do what I want. Again, not professional. Hey. Basically, it is the stealthiness that is enforced upon you that I do not like. I don't like, like, I never really like Splinter Cell or uh, even Metal Gear Solid because they always sort of forced you to sneak around and uh, try not to kill people, <laughs> basically. And I like killing people. In video games. In video games. Let me just perhaps stress that. Uh, so whenever I'm forced to sneak around, it just... It, the, the fun kind of gets sucked out for me. You're always like, you have to take your time. As soon as you get get caught, it's basically, you're dead. That's it. You gotta start over again. Died so many times because... Uh, I tried, and I think one of the things of this game is they sort of, I don't want to say let you at least make the attempt to just go around killing everyone. They, they punish you if you do that. You don't get as much points. Uh, it's much, much, much easier to die, but that's how I like to play. I like to go in there friggin' chewing bubblegum and kicking ass, but I'm all out of bubblegum. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. The story is, meh, it's not too interesting. It's, you know, evil corporation. Uh, one thing I really do like about this game, and I remember from the original as well, is the ability to upgrade your character with sort of mechanical nanotechnology-type abilities. So it's a way that they work in sort of role-playing game elements into science fiction that uh, I think is an underlying very good idea just for your sort of character progression. So, I like that. Got some notes here, but they don't really matter. They're kind of about the story. Uh, one thing they did at the beginning of the game is I basically am killed. I'm a, I'm a normal human being, and then through a series of unfortunate events, which I won't go into so I don't spoil it, and because they're not important because the story wasn't very good, uh, I'm, I'm basically killed and brought back to life. <laughs> it was very, very much sort of a uh, $6 million man. Uh, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Faster, stronger, smarter, that kind of thing. So uh, I did like that. I did like that. It's just once you get into the game and you're this super, super powerful, like, android, half mechanical, half human, friggin' super eyeballs, but can carry thousands of pounds of shit, you know, you sound pretty good, right? But then you have to sneak around everybody. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of a disconnect there that I do not like. So I stopped playing. Okay, uh, moving on to the last game, which is Little Big Planet colon, another colon, Kart Racing. 
Uh, this is basically Mario Kart meets Little Big Planet, which uh, is not a bad thing, I think. Uh, I did enjoy it. I'd probably go similar to Deus Ex, uh, but go 3 out of 5, because I had fun while playing it. But I think if you like kart racing, you will give it a higher mark. I'm not a huge, huge kart racing fan. I think it's more of a, say you have a bunch of people over for a party and then play. But I was just playing it by myself. Maybe maybe that was a problem. You could play online too, which I did. A, I only did once. Uh, I did win that match, so that was something. The absolute best thing about Little Big Planet Games is uh, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry, who is the na- narrator of these things, just goddamn hilarious. I assume writing, but also voice acting. If you have Little Big Planet One and Two, which I do, you get certain unlockables at the beginning of the game. So I like that. It's sort of uh, rewarding your loyalty, if you will. That's a, that's a good idea. I wish they did that in more games. They do do it from time to time. Uh, one thing I thought would be a good idea that they did not do is let you import your character over from the other games into this one. Uh, that might have been nice. Uh, and overall, it's just a, you know, it's a kart racing game. You have uh, battles, sort of battle mode, racing modes. Uh, there's a couple other different modes. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably revisit this game because I think it's really one of the few or only racing type games I have. So. If I ever need to itch that racing game uh, spot, I'll have this available to me. Huh, how about that? So, folks, uh, I did it. I am at work. And I am going to stop talking. Huh, that's how podcasts work. I don't just talk forever and ever. Eventually I stop, and then that is an episode. That is how that works. I will say, of course, as I do every day, that it is nice to be nice. The nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libra Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper